Moncrief on News Talk. Now, there was a controversy in the UK last week when a group of people at a musical production of the movie The Bodyguard were ejected due to them singing along. It caused such chaos that the show had to end prematurely and afterwards there were mixed opinions as to whether singing at a musical is, un- is acceptable or not. Kirsty Sedgman is a doctor of audiences at Bristol University and the author of Unbeing Unreasonable, Breaking the Rules and Making Things. Afternoon, Kirsty. Hello, thanks so much for having me. Uh, could it have been that this group of people, you know, went along there uh, kind of with the assumption that they would have been allowed to sing along? It's hard to speculate about any particular people, but I do know that I've been working for a long time, about a decade now, with theatre venues. And I've called out not every arts organisation, of course, but quite a few of them for being actually quite hypocritical in their marketing practices. And I know that there are these extraordinary pressures to bring in audiences, to get bums on seats, but it has led to some venues selling shows specifically as a fun night out, calling it things like the best party in town. But then, of course, when audiences get there, in this case, they were confronted with a sea of signs being held up by ushers who were roaming the aisle saying, you can't sing along. And they chose to do so anyway. Right. Okay. Uh, and and the fact that they chose to do so anyway, does that tell us anything? I think it tells us a lot of things. Um, so what we are seeing, and it's important here to be really clear that the people that I'm most worried for are front of house staff and ushers, often the lowest paid in the whole sector, who are being put at risk. But what the reason they were thrown out is not because they were singing along, but because it seems that another audience member or a group confronted them, asked them to stop. And instead of stopping, they became quite belligerent and even abusive and violent really quickly. So that's why security stepped in and threw them out. Right. Uh, that is interesting. Um, why would they have become so, uh, you know, there's a kind of a don't you're not going to tell me what to do kind of attitude going on there. So funny you said that, because that is exactly what I was saying. Um, I I write this new book on being unreasonable, which took my theatre etiquette audience behaviour research and during lockdown opened it up to every aspect of social life, whether it's people wearing masks and how we should do that and the backlash against being told that you have to wear masks or, um, you know, women putting on makeup on the train. What I found is that people increasingly... Not again, not everybody by any means, but some people are increasingly having this, what I call, don't tell me what to do itis, where we've become increasingly used to policing other people to saying, hey, would you mind stepping back so that you're two metres away? But also for some people becoming quite belligerent in response to being told what to do and resenting it. Mm. Is there a socioeconomic component to this in the sense that I doubt if this kind of fracas would have taken place at the opera? Well, actually, the Royal Opera House came under fire a couple of years ago because they asked people to stop bringing in bottles of water. They said they were going to ban them because apparently some people have been sneaking in vodka. (laughs) I think it was the Royal Opera House. If I was listening and I've got that wrong, it was definitely one of the big opera companies. Uh, (laughs) No, I mean, the people slugging back vodka, they're not going to throw the empty bottles at the stage or anything like that, one would have thought. 
Well, I've seen instances of inter-audience altercations breaking out at any kind of show, but it does seem that it's particularly common at what we often call jukebox musicals, like Mm. The Bodyguard, which are often well-known songs, might be enticing in people who are there not necessarily because they feel that they're particularly interested in theatre, but might be just in love with a particular um, film or, or set of songs and really want to come along and have that experience but with the singing along we are seeing absolutely competing sets of expectations about what different people want theatre to be like. Yes and you is it beyond from the people you've spoken to within the sector is it is it I was going to say beyond the wish it's obviously not beyond the wish but would there be a resistance to producing some sort of stage show that people can sing along to apart from panto obviously. Some sectors of the industry have started to do that, and it's definitely been one of the things that I've been recommending. So relaxed performances exist, but they are particularly aimed at people with neurodivergences, disabled people who can't force their bodies into the particular mode of normative silence that's often expected. So it's not really asking people to come and sing along. In fact, that might be really off-putting for (laughs) some people who need that relaxed performance. But also sing-along shows do exist, but those still, both of those kinds of experiences are still few and far between. So I guess we could think as an industry about where there might be places for a few more of those kinds of shows to feed that hunger for what I call collective effervescence, Mm. experiences of communal fun, joy singing along absolutely not throwing punches and starting fights though. no absolutely not but i mean how many you know i will always love you is kind of one of those it's it's anthemic and it's you know maybe one of those songs people might like to scream at us scream out at the top of their lungs and they're staggering down the street after a few white wines kind of thing Yeah, and alcohol is another thing that's been brought up within the industry itself because again economic pressures have led to theaters selling quite a lot of snacks and also alcohol. And uh, there is a growing feeling that that might be leading some audiences to expectations of experiences that are more like, you know, karaoke or going to the pub or maybe going on a head night. That's really common. Yeah. Kirsty, thanks a minute for speaking with us today. That was Kirsty Sedgman there, Doctor of Audiences at Bristol University and author of On Being Unreasonable, Breaking the Rules and Making Things. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.